This is The Mandalorian Union, a podcast where married nerds Megan and Zach discuss the Disney Plus show, The Mandalorian. This is episode 7, chapter 6, and scum and villainy. Alright, hi, um, I'm Megan. I'm Zach. And we're back. We are back. We just took a quick trip to Baskin Robbins, the Baskin Robbins 21 Flavors of Stupid (laughs) Criminals branch specifically. I thought it was 31 flavors. 31 flavors? Oh, it might be 31 flavors. If we've got any... I think it's 31. If we've got any Baskin Robbins fans out there, let us know. Um, I mean, I'm sure we could Google it. It'd be much more fun if somebody corrected us over email or Twitter, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. By 21 flavors of Stupid Criminals, I'm, of course, referring to chapter six of the mandalorian yes oh wow it was so fun it was so fun it was fun i i liked this episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i did love our our wonderful colorful cast of, of criminals that mando got him got involved with yeah so what did what did you think about this cast of criminals short answer i really enjoyed them i okay. liked their variety we had the crazy knife lady who just <laughs> kind of laughed and licked her lips after everything, even serious things. She really freaked me out on like a <laughs> yeah. like uh-huh. deep level. I was like, okay, but Twi'leks don't act like that. And then right. I was like, wait, she's just that insane. Because mm-hmm. as you pointed out on our second uh, on our second watch of the show, uh, Twi'leks don't have fangs. She has carved her own fangs. Right, and so has her brother. That's right. That's yeah. right. I wonder if that's a thing. Like they're part of a like a criminal Twi'lek clan. And they uh, sharpen their teeth. Yeah, it's also possible they're a subset of Twi'leks from Ryloth that we haven't seen. You know, true, true. Always possible. It's a wide galaxy. Um, but they were all fun, and they were all dumb in their own way. Like Mayfeld was trying to be the leader, <laughs> but was just not good at it. Yeah, I really I liked the part where. They were getting off of the Razor Crest onto the little compound ship, and the door has opened, and the portal has opened in between them, and they all look at him, and they're like, all right, you going? And he's like, what, me? Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're the leader. It's your turn to go first, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really funny. That was really, really funny. funny. So it took me a while to recognize the talent of the actor playing our Devorian friend, the muscle, mm. because he was so convincingly stupid. Just big and dumb. Big and dumb. And you've got to be smart, like a smart actor, mm-hmm. to play dumb that well. Yeah. Like, if was... you're not a good actor and if you're bad at acting, like, you're going to look bad at acting. But he was so on point. He was great. I thought his character was so funny because as you're watching him do all the things he's about to do because he telegraphs it um Mm -hmm. so well um he just he goes to shoot the mouse droid and you're everyone is probably sitting there watching it going no don't do that (laughs) like you're gonna give their position away Mm -hmm. and then he does it and you're like oh gosh come on so like everything every stupid thing he does because the shooting the mouse droid to me, it felt like, and we've just lo- I've just looked up the name of the um, actor and the remembering the character's name Berg. Uh, so shout out to Clancy Brown, yeah, uh, who really delivered as Berg. When Berg shoots the mouse droid, mm-hmm. to me, it completely felt like Berg just being a big dummy and not a plot device to 
throw in excitement, right, right of the alarm being tripped. Right. It felt like right. Berg was just being Berg. It didn't feel like we needed to move the plot along. <laughs> right. I think that, yeah, I think that was the charm of all of that and you sitting there watch as a person watching the show going, no, don't do it. Like, that was great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, also, of course, always credit to the director in these situations. Um, Rick uh, uh, Femuyua uh, directed this one. He also directed, I believe, chapter two or three. Chapter he's, two. Chapter two. He's been on a few of them. Um, he was also made a cameo at the very end, didn't he? Yes, he did. He did. We'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> um, the other person I want to like give a huge shout out to is uh, the guy who played Zero. So if you are a fan of any British TV, you've seen this guy. Richard Ayoid. Uh, he is hilarious so funny so He's funny so funny and i'm so excited he got to be in star wars and for anybody who hasn't quite made the connection yet what is the tv show people probably know him from the it crowd yes the it crowd the it crowd so so funny yeah he <laughs> he really did he really did well honestly all of the actors even though we we're just calling out them all of the actors totally Knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Natalie, Natalia Tina, um, you would know her from Harry Potter. And um, Bill Burr, who I have not seen before, but made me believe that there might be Boston Star Wars. <laughs> Space Boston. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Right. I was right. transported when I heard him talk. I was like, oh, are we? Okay. <laughs> We're in Boston now. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your favorite scene this episode, Megan? I think my favorite scene was where, at, this is at the end, um, you've watched the Mandalorian pick off this cast of criminals one by one. Mm, mm-hmm. And it is revealed to us that he did not murder all of them. No. He... They're alive. I know. They're, they they're alive. He just puts them all in a jail cell together. Mm-hmm. Which is... To me, it's beautiful. It tells us a little bit more about M- the Mandalorian and maybe maybe his values have changed. Yeah. Like, I think I think there's two instances earlier that signaled to us maybe he was more of a quote-unquote killer mm-hmm. before maybe Baby Yoda or some point in his life before Baby Yoda. Yeah. One, one, because Shan, the uh, Twi'lek knife user, um, mentions Alcott 3, where apparently yeah. Mando did something. Something, it's alluded that it's like, really horrible. Really horrible or really impressive and horrible or something. Right. And then Mando has a gun on Mayfeld when, mm. because of the Mandalorian, he gets to the point where he's like this, he says this, um, you know, uh, uh, oh gosh, not Rebel Alliance, um, New Republic. Yeah. This New Republic prison ship driver is not going to die and I'm willing to ruin this job to make sure this person does not die. I know. Also, Matt Lanter cameo. Yes, so that that uh, that New Republic... I, every time I pause, it's because I'm trying to think of the word New Republic. Yes, so the New Republic. That New Republic person was Matt Lanter. Now, Megan, if people don't know that name, uh, who else has Matt Lanter played in the Star Wars universe? Anakin. Anakin Skywalker. In the Clone Wars TV series, you may know him as Pretty Anakin. Pretty Anakin. Uh, so we saw a Twi'lek knife Pretty Anakin. 
So sad. Before his time. <laughs> so, yes, it was Matt Lanter that we saw, and um, someone posted a really funny tweet at shutup underscore Laura. Um, she said, it's about time Matt Lanter showed his stupidly beautiful face in a Star Wars. Hashtag the Mandalorian. And it's got a really funny gif under it. It says, this is the way. We thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we enjoyed that. Really enjoyed seeing Matt Lanter, who... I, I think both of us really enjoyed as mm-hmm. Anakin in the Clone Wars. Get some yes. live action screen time. He might be my favorite Anakin. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> definitely mine. He's definitely mine. Megan, what did you like and what did you not like about this episode? I think I liked most everything about this mm-hmm. episode. I really liked the pacing. Yeah, yes. Um, I really liked... I liked our cast of criminals. They mm-hmm. were funny, well-chosen, all great actors. Mm-hmm. Um, they really gave this episode a way to stand out from the others. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like we were just dealing with another problem, which really is what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, going from job to job, problem to problem. But it felt fresh and really fun and entertaining. It did. It did. It felt like, you know, Mando needs some money. How is he going to get money? Mm-hmm. He went back to some people he knew. I think when we watched it the first time, we thought, we were like, oh, this is kind of like a tabletop RPG situation. Right. <laughs> It's true. Uh, so I really liked it. Um, maybe a thing I didn't like is that the plot hasn't moved forward. Sure. We've only got two episodes left before the end of the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think knowing that maybe the intention of this show is to be slow-moving plot, mm-hmm. maybe this season or in the future, maybe it's just a slow-running plot show. Sure. I think I would say, I, I would not say slow-moving plot myself. I think it's more episodic. There is where, there is a through line, of course, of Baby Yoda. And, you know, there's the situation change for the Mandalorian at the beginning where he acquired Baby Yoda. Okay. And, you know, something will change later with Baby Yoda. Something big will happen there. But I think everything in between is just various adventures of having Baby Yoda with him. It's kind of the Mando and Baby Yoda show. Okay. In that way. That's how I see it. And I honestly am really enjoying that. Okay. In that not every, each episode doesn't like move forward the lore of Baby Yoda, right? Right. These are all just different instances of the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda having to deal with issues. I'm actually really enjoying that, to be honest. Oh, good. Personally. That's, that's different from, I think, in earlier episodes, you talked about how you were kind of disappointed that there was a force user in this show and mm-hmm. now it's not so much bothering you because it's not solely focused that's correct that's correct i think those things line up in that the force user is not a driving force of the show baby yoda baby yoda's presence introduces tension of course because we need the mandalorian to take care of baby yoda and figure out how to take care of Baby Yoda, you know, with all the danger around. Of course, because mm-hmm. if he didn't, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. So I love that being the central tension. And Baby Yoda, you know, isn't stealing the show, except with cuteness, which is fine. <laughs> Someone needs to be cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this show isn't about Baby Yoda's force journey. This show is about the Mandalorian trying to be a beleaguered single father with people who are trying to kill him and his little baby son. <laughs> it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough. tough. <laughs> Is there anything you didn't like about this episode? 
To be honest, no. Like you said, the pacing was great. So shout out to the team of directors who have all been directing. The pacing has been really exquisite. I feel like we've gotten, you know, the satisfaction of, you know, a whole heist movie with this yes. one. Like we got the full satisfaction of a um, defend the village storyline. Yes. Like we got in Sanctuary, right? right? These are only, you know, 40 to 50 minute shows, but they pack so much in there and they don't feel rushed. Right, right. So I honestly say this this episode was a, a home run for me. Yeah. This episode was a home run for me. I really liked it too. And I will say another thing I did like was um, at the end when the X-Wings are coming in from mm-hmm. the New Republic, each X-Wing had a director of, of um, some of the episodes. Yes, that's it. right. So, which is so cool because... All of the sudden, they switch to the inside the cockpit, and then you see... <laughs> you screamed. You screamed. Because who is, who is the first uh, X-Wing pilot that we see? Dave Filoni! Dave Filoni. <laughs> Megan screamed quite loudly, which is justified. Dave Filoni, I consider him a, a key savior of Star Wars in from like the 2000s on. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy as well. But Dave Filoni did a lot of work on the Clone Wars and has stewarded a lot of... Um, Star Wars creative efforts in the last 15 years. Yeah, and storytelling and lore. You know, he's mm-hmm. really an expert. Everybody leans on at Lucasfilm when they're storytelling. Because um, I, I think it's was so fun to see him. Mm-hmm. Because he does voice Chopper in Rebels. That's right, the Rebels TV show. But you don't physically see him in anything. Mm-hmm. And in, unless you've been to like Celebration or you look up somebody's photo you're not gonna know what he looks like right so it was really fun to actually see him in <laughs> yeah. there yeah um and it was also really cool that they included um the current the director of the current episode mm-hmm. um rick i can say his first name much better than i can say his last name same my apologies to mr rick uh famu Fam- i'm going to look it up sir and i will get it right the next we time will we will <laughs> yeah we will definitely look for a, a clip of you saying your own name and yes. pronounce it that way. Yes. Um, and then Deborah Cho. Yeah. Um, seeing her was super fun. Mm-hmm. And they just, they wailed on that spaceport. They did it so casually, too. <laughs> right. They were just like, well, this is where the beacons from would come, so we, uh, we're we just going to blow it up. That's fine. Anybody? Oh, did we forget coffee? We forgot the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. I could probably talk for 15 minutes trying to figure out the background of why these pilots are so casual about blowing up the space station. <laughs> yeah, New Republic sends us out on a lot of jobs. And... Yeah, whenever we get this kind of signal, we just go blow the thing up, I guess. That's really convenient for people who happen to get their hands on these signals, which are pocket-sized. Right. <laughs> so funny. Zach, what do you think happens next in our story? Hmm. Well, the last time you asked me this, I said, oh, the story's going to move forward. We're going to get a new core story complication. <laughs> and that did not happen. No. So we've got only two episodes for those to happen. But I'm going to go ahead and double down on... <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and double down on what I already lost on here and say I think with only two episodes left, next episode, we're going to have that core Baby Yoda Mandalorian story move forward. Okay. We're going to, we're going to see Baby Yoda... Um, 
develop in some way, meet somebody who knows about Baby Yoda, start to try to find a safe place for Baby Yoda to stay, or something along those lines. That's my guess. I could be proven wrong. I think there are episode descriptions floating out there somewhere, but I have not read them. They may hurt or enforce my, or hurt or support my claim, but we'll see. What about you? What do you think happens next, Megan? Well, last time I said that I thought that maybe the Mandalorian would find somewhere, settle down, mm. get married, mm-hmm. and raise his little baby Yoda friend. Mm-hmm. With uh, the, the beautiful widow from Sanctuary. Yes, preferably. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that that's not realistic, I think maybe we get another episode of Adventure. Mm-hmm. Maybe the last episode in this season is the plot moving one. Yeah. And this the next episode that we see is going to be some sort of adventure. Because we've seen Protect the Village. We've mm-hmm. seen going back to the old jobs to get money. Yeah. Um, I would bet that Grief Karga is involved now that I think about it. And you know why? Yes. Because we got, we were shown Grief, Grief Karga surviving the blaster bolt to the chest. And I think that was a setup for him coming back. And we also had the invisible figure over um, Fennec Shan's body, which could be Grief Karga, which I think you think it's Grief, right? Yes, yes. I was talking to a local barista. Um, I think it was like on Wednesday or something. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, he had this awesome Mandalorian shirt on. And we were talking about the, the episode, and he was like, who do you think that was at the end? And I was like, mm. it's Grief Karga. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes sense, because we saw he's alive, we saw Mysterious Boot, and he was our, at least to the audience, the representation of the guild, mm-hmm. the Bounty Hunters Guild, which, of course, the Mandalorian has uh, poo-pooed by running away with a high-value target. Right. Which is super cute and should never be called a target or an asset by anybody. It needs to be cuddled and loved and raised properly yes agreed baby yoda is not a target no 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 so if you also think that grief karga was the person standing over Phoenix shand or shand um i still haven't figured out how to pronounce that it's bad I, I need... Phoenix shanda <laughs> i know i need I'm to watch the episode again <laughs> um but if you also think it's Grief Karga, let us know. Or if you don't, who do you think it was? Mm-hmm. Are they introducing somebody new via the boots? Are they not? I think we'll see them soon, though, because the boots were the episode previous to this one, and we've only got two episodes left. So I think those boots are going to have to pay off soon. Mm-hmm. They were made for walking. They were made for walking. And for foreshadowing. True. These boots were made for foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other questions about the show you want to see answered in the last two episodes? Where is Fennec Shand? Where is Fennec Shand? Is she in the ground? Is she alive and well? Right. Where is Kara? Kara Dune! We love her. We love her. And the other question I have is Baby Yoda going to say his first words before the season is over? Mm, Taking bets now on what Baby Yoda's first word is going to be. Mando, right? Maybe Mando. I like Mando. Mando. Mm -hmm. Maybe Carbonite. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah. 
I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe backstabbing no good nerf herders. That might be a little complicated <laughs> for a 50-year-old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Awesome. The Blurgs are doing fine. We still need a third name for Our Lady Blurgs. Mm-hmm. We've, We've got Blurgalicious. And Yo-Yo Blurgma. And their sister needs a name. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. hit us up with another Blurg name, guys. Yep, yep, we need another Blurg name. We definitely need another Blurg name. She's feeling left out because her sisters have names and, and she doesn't. Remember, this is the one with the stripe on her back. The stripe on her back. What color is that stripe? Remind Yellow. Me? Yellow. Yellow stripe down her back. So if that gives you any inspiration for her name, definitely hit us up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us, everybody. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. We are Zach and Megan of the Mandalorian Union Podcast. Our podcast art features cosplay by Bethany, who is at beer underscore fet on Instagram and Twitter, and photography by Rebecca, who is Rebecca Joy Photo on Instagram. Please email us at mandounionpod at gmail.com and send us thoughts, questions, and discussion prompts. We're also on Twitter as at mandounionpod. If you enjoy the podcast, give us a rating and share it with friends. 